Colossians 1.18 says, So spacious is he, so roomy, that everything of God finds its proper place in him without crowding. This podcast is going to help you live out your faith, walk in the Spirit, and rest in God's grace. Hey there, my name is Wendy Parker, and I want to welcome you to the Spacious Room Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to this week's Spacious Room episode. And today, it's This Is How I Fight My Battles, part two. And if you missed part one last week, make sure you tune into it because it was all about praise and worship in prison cells and breaking off chains. And I really hope, if you've listened to it, that some chains have been breaking off this past week. So in part two... Of this is how I fight my battles. We are going to look at how we can fight our battles in another way, another weapon we can use that the enemy doesn't want you to know anything about because we forget and he doesn't want you to remember something that he knows if you start fighting your battles with this weapon, he, it's going to be game over for him. So if you've been following me for a while, you know that I am very big on taking communion regularly. This is how I fight my battles. Because a few years ago, my mum had a routine manogram and and they found a lump in her breast. And the doctor told my mum that she had breast cancer. And we were all shocked. We could not believe it that cancer had come knocking at our family's door. And while my mum was going through the process of getting treatment, um, my friend at church at the same time, she hadn't been well for a while, and she found out too that she had a tumour. So I'm faced with my mum and my friend both at the same time fighting for their lives. And this is how I learned to fight my battles with the weapon of communion and to hold on to the promises that God has given us in the bread and the wine. Now, thankfully, both my mum and my friend are cancer-free. Um, praise the Lord, because it's been a few years now and, and I just thank God for his miracles. You know, I, communion is not a formula, but... And, and but me praying for them and taking communion from every day, it was a posture of worship and surrender, regardless of the outcome of the circumstances. But thankfully, they were both healed. And over the years, I have prayed and prayed for some friends to be healed, but, but they didn't get healed and they went to heaven and it was heartbreaking. But I still testify to God's faithfulness and goodness. And I choose to fight my battles with communion, regardless of the outcome. Now, the powerful story of Paul and Silas that I talked about last week in Acts chapter 16 was where they chose to fight their battles with praise and worship, even though their situation looked grim. But in Genesis chapter 39 to 40, we find Joseph, another prisoner who chooses to have a good attitude regardless of his circumstances. 
And I'm going to read Genesis 39, 22 to 23. And it carries on to Genesis 41 to 3. It says the jailer put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were confined there. The chief jailer, like Potiphar, didn't need to worry about anything that was in Joseph's care because the eternal one was with him. Now remember Joseph had been, you know, sold off to slavery, uh, left for dead for his brothers. Um, His poor father thought he was dead, but now he'd been thrown into prison. And it says sometimes later... The cupbearer of the king of Egypt and his baker both offended their lord, the king of Egypt. So he put the chief cupbearer and the chief baker in custody in the same prison where Joseph was confined. So how does a cupbearer and a baker in Joseph's story help us to fight our battles with communion? Where's the connection? Well, interestingly... The cupbearer and the baker are actually seen as symbols of communion in the story of Joseph. Now Joseph was able to interpret dreams and as he predicted, the cupbearer was restored. He had a dream and he said, you're going to be restored by the king of Egypt in three days. But then the baker, unfortunately, he said, you're going to be executed and left hanging on a tree for the birds. And it happened Now, to the Egyptians, to be hung on a tree and left for the birds, that that was just terrible because instead of the baker's body being entombed so he could go to the afterlife, this is what the Egyptians believed, they believed that he would face eternal oblivion. But amazingly, this story echoes the power of restoration and what Jesus did for us as he sacrificed himself for our salvation on the cross. Now it says God was with Joseph and he was with him even though his circumstances looked bleak. And the wine and the bread, the cupbearer and the baker, the parallels found in the characters were actually key players in the story. And eventually the cupbearer remembered Joseph after a long time and remembered him and Joseph was set free from his prison cell. And he actually lived in the promise that God had given him many, many, many years before. And the symbolic emblem of the Last Supper, which hadn't happened yet because this is Old Testament and Joseph is in this Old Testament story, but but the, the symbolic emblems are starting to appear in stories. And it showed God was going to redeem Joseph even if his moments of wondering if God had forgotten him. And as readers of this story, it reminds us that God is with us even when our circumstances look nothing like what he has promised to us. And remembering what Jesus did for us and understanding the restoration and the restoring power that is actually found in the wine and the bread as we take communion is actually what paves the way for miracles. And I don't know about you, but I love the fact that I really get to sit with God in communion and tap into that power each day. So communion is how I fight my battles. So what weapons do you use when it comes to spiritual warfare? You know, Paul and Silas and Joseph were all willing to take courageous steps to see the power of God move in their lives. 
So what does your next courageous step in fighting your battles look like? So why not join me and I'm offering a short course on how to unlock the power of communion and it's you discover five keys on how to unlock this power. And if you're interested, just click on the courses button on my homepage on my website, www.thebigvoiceonline.com. And I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you would like more teaching and messages on the Christian life, then check out my website, thebigvoiceonline.com. I look forward to sharing the spacious room with you next time.